Hello and welcome to Memory Lane. Each episode, I take a trip down Memory Lane with a very special guest as they bring in four photos from their lives to talk about. To check out the photos that we're talking about, they're all on the episode image and you can also see them a bit more clearly on our Instagram page. So have a little look at Memory Lane podcast. Come on, we can all be nosy together. I don't know what order to do your photos, James, because there's... For a start, can I just say, why couldn't you pick five? Because uh, I don't really love uh, photos of myself a lot of the time. And mm. I, I thought I would just send you them and let you pick them. Right. Because also I'm very bad at judging... If, if it's something to do with me mm. and my own whatever it is, like I'm bad at judging what other people will be interested in and what will be... You know, I, I'm worried that I'll just pick five that would just... Really boring for everybody else, but I like them. Whereas I'd rather that you picked five and then it's at least one other person is interested in those photos. Right. Or is what happened, you asked your mum for a selection of photos, she sent you these and you just forwarded them to us? Yes. <laughs> right, so you've not made any selection. You've not engaged with the selection of these photographs at all? No, but... <laughs> no. But I'm quite, I'm quite excited to see... What the people who have engaged with them have <laughs> chosen. All right. Well, I suppose if we were going to go in chronological order, we'd start with you as a baby, of which we have two. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to... You look really happy. A lot of babies look pissed mm. off, but you are a happy baby. Yeah. Well, born into a Christian family, always happy. Really? All the time? 24-7? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just the joy of Jesus right from day one. Yep, that was it, immediately. <laughs> so full of the Lord. You you do look... Ha- I'm going to go with the one with you on the floor next to a funky carpet. Because yeah. you look happy in both. But aesthetically, I lean towards this uh, carpet shop. Yeah. And you're just punching the sky there. <laughs> in a really yeah, cute little baby grow. Uh, I assume well, you have no recollection of this being taken. I don't remember it very well. But I... Photos of me as a baby, I mean, I know it sounds stupid to say <laughs> that you don't recognise yourself, but uh, it really is like that I would never, if if I, you could probably show me a, a photo that I've never seen of myself as a baby and I wouldn't guess it was me. If you yeah. said, like, what comic do you think that is? I'd probably guess me last a lot of the time. Yeah, it'd be good clickbait. You'd be like, who is this baby? And I'd be like, oh. Who is this baby would be a good uh, TV show. I, I, I'd watch that. Oh, definitely. I also like the carpet a lot. Yeah, I love that carpet. And I, I don't think I remember that house. Oh, I definitely don't remember that house. We oh, were really? there. That was our first house in Kettering. So I was born in Kettering. That was the first house I lived be? in. Uh, and we moved away for one year when I was like four or five. Okay. And that, and my earliest memories are when we moved away, which was in Banbury okay. in in Oxfordshire. So that's my earliest memories. And then we moved back to Kettering after the year. So I don't remember. That was on King Street in Kettering. Mm-hmm. Shout out to King Street. <laughs> but like, uh, <laughs> you do look like you're doing a shout out to King Street in that photo. I do, don't I? But also, I mean, I see. That's the thing. I don't remember that house, but. I, I, that carpet is weirdly nostalgic to me. Like, I look at it and go, oh, yeah. I, I feel like I remember the carpet, even though I clearly don't. So that carpet would have been chosen by your parents or they just inherited from the house? 
That was just in the house when we moved Because it. it's yeah. a really bold carpet. I mean, I yeah. want to know if your parents made those aesthetic choices. Yeah, um, I, 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 I'm pretty much 100% certain they didn't. I no. think at, at that stage, I don't remember us moving into a house and maybe i'm going to be wrong on this and my parents listen to every podcast that i do and my <laughs> mum texts me every correction to so anything she, I if i want to know about that carpet it's your mum i need to speak to oh she yeah to tell you all about it and and she, she and also she'd tell you that it was it wasn't that i was mistaken is that i'm a liar is what you would be told so right, like, yeah there's a distinct difference yeah it's like, i don't know why he feels the need to make stuff up on podcasts and lie but i'm not lying <laughs> But, um, <laughs> well, you're a baby, and it's fair to say you won't remember. That, that Although, carpet would only work now as a sort of ironic carpet in a sort of trendy mm-hmm. East London bar. Yeah, I mean, although, I'll be honest, if I had moved in here and one of the rooms had that carpet and it was just a nice carpet and wasn't manky or nothing, but it would just look like that, there's no way I'd change it. <laughs> I, I would have kept it. But again, that's me being sentimental and anything that's like, I love stuff that, is just screaming with too much personality rather than stuff right. that's quite plain. Yeah. Um, even though I've chosen plain stuff for the flat that I'm in. Yeah. But if someone else had chosen something outlandish, I'd keep it. That's a 70s the, baby I, grow as well, I'd go as far as to say. I, I again, I don't, I'm not 100% sure on this. Well, but I would, tell. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that is a hand-me-down. Right. Like, I think uh, a lot of the stuff we had that I had as a baby had been given to us by people from my parents' church, I think. Right. Might be wrong. <laughs> so, so, I'm not I'm not lying. So let's go to your mum and dad then. This is you with your mum and dad. Oh, yeah. You this really look like your dad. You think I look like my dad? Yeah, I do. I can really see he's your dad. Because I've kind of taken pride in the fact that I'm one of those people who... Everyone just says I look like a a fifty fifty mixture of both my parents. Oh, in that photograph. And, um, I mean, he's definitely doing a face in that photo that is like what I would do on stage. Yeah, it is a James face, definitely. But then, but then look at my mum though. You know, they think... are so young. How old were they when they had you? Twenties. Wow, that's um. They look early... teen. They look teen. Right. They yeah. look Amish then... and they look teen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I cannot tell you. How much my mum will love that. <laughs> really? Oh, she wants to be Amish so much. I wouldn't mind being a bit Amish. I mean, there's One a lot... One of my favourite films is Witness. Yeah, of course. Well, it's a classic Amish film, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only one, actually. I can't think of another one, if I'm honest, James, to be honest. I think, well, that one and Kingpin, and I don't think she's watched Kingpin or oh, would approve of it. It's, I haven't uh, seen it's it. A lot of women role model themselves on Kelly McGillis in... in uh, Witness. Really? Yeah. She's a wholesome woman. There's the bit where they don't have sex... Oh, it's one of the um, most erotic scenes in film. Yeah, I think my my mum really admired the, the character. In that I yeah. remember watching my mum showing me Witness. If it's probably it's one of the only films that I remember my mum showing me. My dad made a point of showing me Rain Man and Groundhog Day growing oh, up. Really? And like we're gonna watch these films. These are important films. And my mum made a not that it made a point, but she was like she wanted to watch Witness and made it clear that she loved this film. Right. And. It was one of the only films I remember, like, throughout it, her kind of, like, out loud commenting on her favourite bits. Oh, really? Including, including the non-sex scene and being like, 
just, just almost congratulated them out loud for not having sex. <laughs> That's the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. so they were, so they're Christians. You had quite a religious upbringing, would you say? Yeah, but a rela- like a, oh, I'd say relaxed as if it was like, uh, I guess the fact that me and my brother and sister are not religious anymore. Right. Uh, kind of speaks volumes to my parents' failure. Uh, they've completely, <laughs> but um, we had a very, I'd say, uh, I'll speak for myself, a very nice religious upbringing. I liked it. Mm. It was, uh, I felt like I got all the good things out of it. And oh, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, with any religious upbringing, you get a bit of guilt and stuff, but none of it was from home. So like, right. what was nice, my, my mum and dad, it was just all based on just like loving people and being good and, and that. So like, yeah. but we went to churches that were quite, um, they weren't like any denomination and stuff. It was like, you know, in some sort of community centre and just a bunch of people who were kind of like, you know, with nose piercings. Yeah, kind of like hippie Christians. Yeah. I mean, I I just loved watching the band and watching the sketches. There'd be a sketch every week that Uh someone would do, like a little comedy sketch that had a biblical message to it. But like, I just loved them. thought they were so funny, the comedy sketches, and I loved the band and the music. And just wanted to do all that, so I started playing the drums. I remember I did one of the sketches. It's my first time. Oh, how old performing. were you? I don't know how old I would have been. It was primary school. Okay. And it was me and my. I asked my dad because I think my dad had done another sketch with somebody else, and I thought it was great. And I said to my dad I wanted to do one, and he said, "Okay, yeah, you can be in one with me." And it was like, it's basically him. <laughs> this is like. Uh, this is gonna make my dad look, uh, look look bad in a way. But it, it was just like I think he we had to play these roles. But he was playing God. <laughs> <laughs> he cast himself as God. Yeah, cast himself as God. Fair <laughs> enough. And I, I, I was a lowly servant, a, a, a human being. Uh-huh. And it was him. Uh, so I had like a carrier bag full of stuff that were my belongings or and that were representing like elements of my life. And it was him asking me. You know, can I have that part of your life? And go for that. I, I mean, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. And then at some point saying no, and I'd say no to certain bits and, and not want to give them. And, I, and he told me, every time you say no, just really go over, no, not over the top, but yeah, you got to come like, you know, turn your nose up and turn away from me and make a really big theatrical thing of it. Right. And every time I did that, it got a laugh. And you and remember which, that clearly? Oh, getting oh, that I laugh. loved it. I, I remember that really clearly, getting the laugh and loving getting the laughs. And then I remember afterwards wanting to get compliments from the people in the church right. who had seen it and walking around and sitting down with this woman who was like my friend Alex's mum. And uh, I said to her, I saw you. <laughs> I, I, I would never imagine doing this after a gig <laughs> now. I went up to her and went, I saw you laughing at me earlier. <laughs> 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 Which I... <laughs> It would take you hours probably, to do that after one of your gigs to say it to everyone. <laughs> probably still what I want to do after a gig, actually, is go up to people. I saw you laughing. At me. I saw you laughing. But she was, but she got confused. So it, it was complete like miscommunication. So I said, I saw you laughing at me earlier. And uh-huh. she went, it's almost a classic Christian response. Oh, James. Oh, it was only because you were being funny. I wasn't laughing at you. Oh. And I was like, and I was like, I, I know. I just, I saw you laughing at me. And she was like, no, but listen, it was, and it went on forever. Oh, just God, but very well world. meaning. <laughs> no. We never got on the same page. And I, I, I like, see, that's a sketch much. I'd quite like to see as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. That's quite funny. 
Just like, oh, I was not laughing at you, I swear. And me being like, I just want a compliment. She might have been deliberately winding me up now. She might have thought, you arrogant little shit, going around trying to get compliments for your sketch. Yeah, I know you're fishy. (laughs) (laughs) This next picture, you're a bit older, you're wearing a lion suit. Do you remember this? (laughs) Uh, Joe, what? I think I vaguely remember it, but then it's like, because this is in... Actually, you know, maybe I don't because I'm going I'm to say now. How old do you reckon you are? Five, I reckon. Maybe five. Right. So so, so I'm going to get corrected on this again, I'm sure. <laughs> I love the way that your mum's presence is here, that you know, know. you're going to get corrected. Next time if we do one of these, I'm just going to invite her. Just yeah, to say, just join I mean, us. You, know, <laughs> you, can, you can see why people like Ramesh just don't. I was just going to say it's like Ramesh, yeah. Yeah, just get her involved. I can't be bothered. <laughs> I've got memories of this, but then it might be the wrong memories because I've got... Okay, so you're wearing so, a lion suit and I assume it's yeah, a fancy a dress at a fair. You look like you're at a fete. Yes, and I think it's, I think it's in Banbury right. when I was five and I think it was like the fancy dress was the circus and... You had to go dress as a circus character. Uh huh. But you don't look I'm very thinking, happy about it. No, well, I don't remember what my mood was, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if it's a classic example of me getting really excited about doing something, us managing somehow to get a lion costume from somebody. We would we would have borrowed that, right? So someone would have inexplicably had that. Yeah. And we would have got to borrow it and I would have been super psyched about doing it and I would have been too hot in it. And <laughs> yeah, then You look too I, hot. <laughs> I would have been very annoyed that the day wasn't as amazing as I... Because I probably at that age would have literally thought I was going to be a lion for a day. <laughs> and I would have been excited about that and then it would have been actually, I'm just wearing something very hot Yeah. and I, I don't get the benefits of this. Everyone else gets to see a lion and I yeah. don't. I get to be in the dark and really hot. This is awful. And I reckon I would have been take I would have taken that off and refused to have it on anymore. And then for the photo, <laughs> instead of putting it on my head, holding it there. <laughs> and so, so people you, can see you get it. the drift. I'm a lion. Yeah. Yeah. You can see that. But also <laughs> I would have wanted to be in the photo. Fo- I would have wanted my face to be in the photo. So there's so, a like, lot of what becomes the adult James going on. It's sort of like I, I used to wear um have you ever worn a zip suit as an adult? Uh I like don't a fancy dress. Think I have, no. No, I, used to I, do it for I a job. avoid fancy dress. Oh yeah, uh-huh. fancy dress is awful. I used to wear outfits like that when I left college. I used to do children's entertaining and wear things like that to sort of right. for for a job. It's awful what, wearing those outfits. What kind of what kind of stuff? A mouse. I was Mrs. Mouse, and I remember. <laughs> well, and that, and I had I couldn't be Minnie Mouse because obviously there's yes. Disney copyright, so I had to be Mrs. Mouse, where yeah, they sort of somehow swerved. Um, any expense and he used to go to these big fancy houses in Holland Park and like sort of wealthy yeah. parts of London and just turn up for these rich kids parties and make an appearance and have all these kids hanging off you while you're wearing an outfit like you're wearing in that picture yeah. and you can't really see you're just looking through these big gauze eyes and you can't breathe and you're angry and you're bitter because you're broke yeah. and you have to have these ki- kids bouncing off you for I think I got like six quid an hour to do this Oh, it was oh, awful. God. I think it was one of the most humiliating jobs I've ever had. I've, I've done kids' gigs before, like as a comic, and uh, so like at, at Macfest, I did kids. I used, to, I used to do a kids' gig there every time I did it, and it got more and more out of hand the more kids that showed up. And one year, 
there was like just hundreds of kids. It was in a big room and um, it was kind of an improvised show where I'd get them to suggest stuff. And I think one of the little kids had heard that in the past kids have got on stage and stuff and been a part of the show. <laughs> and right at the start of it, the most adorable little kid just walked up to the stage and she asked to come up. Um, well, she didn't even ask verbally. She just motioned and pointed. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she came up. I hadn't even said anything yet. And then she pointed at the mic. And I was like, yeah, there you go. And then she was like, all the kids, get on the stage right now. <laughs> and then all the kids rushed the stage, hundreds of them. And uh, I was just out. I just couldn't control them for the whole show. And it was a really high stage as well. So dangerous. So like... They're, they're, some of them are running backwards and stuff to try and get in my eye line to get my attention to their suggestion oh or make God. it in the show and they're just on the on the lip of the stage <laughs> and, and, it, and it ended with just like absolute bedlam the end of the show was just all of them on the stage at once just going berserk oh, while God. like the mums and dads clapped because it was the end of the show and one of the kids had grabbed the mic stand and, it, and he, he's the only kid who had been good for the whole thing he'd been well behaved and then he's like at the last second he just spun out of control and he grabbed the mic stand it was a boom mic stand so he was holding it like a machine gun like, like <laughs> in the war and pointing it at, at my crotch and firing it like a gun and shouting in the penis over and over again <laughs> But I remember him looking down, you know, the the, the clip where the mic goes into. He was using that as the sight, like a like a sniper, and looking down it and going in the penis, in the penis. And I was like, I no one else could hear him because he only I could hear him. I bet your face wasn't dissimilar for in in that picture. Yeah, it's exactly the same. (laughs) Yeah, exactly the same. You're the Iggy Pop of the child comedy circuit. (laughs) Just rushes the stage. So I reckon this next picture, you probably are about 13. It's like a catalogue photograph of just James hanging out in a red T-shirt. This is why I should have chosen him. Right. Do you want to not do this one? Oh, no. I absolutely want to do this one. Let the people see it. I think it's only (laughs) fair. But um, I I would say that until my mother sent me these photos, Uh I was unaware that I ever looked like this. Okay. And uh, it is quite the shocker. Because, like, I see photos of me as a little kid. I'm like, what an adorable little kid, a real cute little kid. And then you see him as a teenager. And this one, I look at that and go, I must have been stung by a bee that day <laughs> and had some sort of reaction to it. Like, it's my nose is like way, looks way bigger than it's ever been before on my face. My, my, my face is much more puffed up. I don't know. Well, I know that for a long time, I refused to ever do anything with my hair. Right. And I, I, I would get it cut, um, just a trim. I'd just say a trim every time that I went to get it cut. Right. And then do, I, I would wash it, but I wouldn't do anything else with it. And I mean, that there, what I, I don't even know. I couldn't, I mean, I know my hair's not exactly tidy these days, but my God. I think it's cool. It's got a kind of punky vibe to it. Do you know who took um, it? Who took the photo? Probably my dad, I think, just because my dad was taking photos more when we were growing up. Right. Like, my mum takes a lot of nature photos now, and they're uh-huh. really amazing photos of, like, you know, wildlife and stuff. But, like, um, my dad was taking a lot of the family photos then and would have, he would have known what he was doing with that photo right. as well. Right, yeah, it he looks like someone knows what they're like, doing. I'm going to try and make this hideous teenager <laughs> look, look as nice as I possibly can. 
So what's going on here? I genuinely wish I had that painting. So we, um, some of us in, I don't, I don't know how we were picked for it. Probably just randomly by the teacher when she had to pick, you know, pick people to do it. But like about five of us, I think, got to go to the Alfred East Gallery in Kettering. It's not heaving. No, uh, it's not the tape. You know, no. So you kind of get there and it is just you and your mum and dad and um, the same guy who works there and has done for decades. Uh-huh. So did you like school? Was you happy? No, hated it. Really? Yeah, but I didn't act like I was hated. Uh, I hated it. That's the thing is that I was um, quite a good kid and quite well behaved and um, didn't really get in trouble that much apart from one year, year seven, first year of secondary school was the worst year of school because like I had a form tutor who just took a dislike to me, didn't like me. Mm. And I went, I went from never really getting in trouble in primary school, like up until that point, I'd probably properly got told off or in trouble like i could count them on one hand it was like nothing like right. I, I was very very well behaved kid and kind of want and wanted to be well behaved as well that's yeah. crucial like i wanted to be good and that's probably the christian stuff as well yeah and then like going to secondary school when i had a, a form tutor who just didn't like me and it was fucking horrible and like i still with her wants to i i'd say every other month or every three months i'll think about her and i'll be filled with a desire to find out where she is and contact her and go here's all the things i wasn't smart enough to say to you at the time because i didn't understand that's amazing but that everything you did was out of order and um, if you did drama therapy like i'd play her and then you'd get to say all the things Oh, it's uh, like an ex you're like why didn't you like me why yeah 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 that kind of like just, it's the only time in school that I felt bullied. So I was never oh, bullied by any, any kids. Oh, God, from the teacher. But, like, she was, like, also, apparently, like, the first year she'd been there, this was her second year of teaching, the first year of teaching, they'd walked all over her, so she was trying to be a bit more hard-ass. But she still couldn't do it with the actual naughty kids. So we had naughty kids in our class. We had one kid who's called Barry. Excellent. Uh, but did whatever he wanted. And she just let him do it. And with me, it was like, I got, I once had to stand up for an entire lesson when everyone else was sat down because I was slouching in my chair. Oh, okay. Barry, Barry Moore used to swing back on his chair on two legs and smack chunks out of his wooden desk with a metal ruler. Right. And it was fine. Yeah, so Barry like, Moore could have like, smoked fags in and blew smoke oh, in her face and got away with it. Done what he wanted. And with me, it was like slouching and she'd just like, stand up for the whole lesson. So she was like... And I'd get detentions and stuff like that. And like, right. I remember going back with my first pink slip to my parents and being like terrified that I was going to get like... Because you'd feel like you get, it's like double getting in trouble because you get in trouble with the teacher yeah. and you got to go home. Uh, but although my parents were actually fine about it, but right. like I still had this like big fear. And I got about three detentions from her, I think. And uh, I wonder what her beef was, just was with you. She just didn't like me. I mean, there was, there was one lesson where she sent me out. It was a spelling test. And she just... From my perspective, I was doing the spelling test and from out of nowhere, she went, get out. And I didn't know what had happened. Like, oh. I literally was very... Uh, I, and I kind of was waiting outside in this... There was this other room. So it wasn't the corridor. It was this other room. I was just waiting there. I was thinking... I was literally racking my brains because I was like, well, I'm about to get told off and I'm scared of this person as well because she keeps on doing this to me. But I don't know what to... I don't know what I've done. And she came in and she sat down and she went... <laughs> I remember it really clearly. But she looked at me for a while without saying anything. And I was kind of sitting there and she went, you think you're it. Oh, like God. That. And, and I was like, I was just, I was still trying to, 
rack my brains. And I, I said, I, no, 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 I don't. Which is yeah. almost tragic that I said that as oh, well. Oh, it's just heartbreaking. You're a I kid think of 11. And apparently what I'd done was, she thought that I was in the spelling test, that I thought the spelling test was too easy. And I'd gone... <sighs> Like oh, that, wow. like, but she's projected uh, loads of crap on. So what I've done was I, at, at that age as well, like this sounds so such a weird because it it was such a pathetic argument I had to have with her because like basically, and it's gone away now. But I used to have a heart murmur growing up, so I breathed really deeply, and some other kids would take the piss at me for it. In like, oh my uh, god, this is so tragic! That. It's like something so out of Pez. I literally had to say to her, <laughs> I go, Miss. You can ask my dad. I've got a heart murmur, which sounds so Oh bad. my god! But I was like, that's why I breathed deep. I was like, I didn't even realise I'd done it. She was like, whatever, because like, oh, she, she sounds didn't... horrible. She's really horrible. But she almost didn't like me because I was like, I think she thought that like that whole you think you're it. I think she thought, oh, he's a smart kid, which I wasn't like mega smart. There were smarter kids than me in the class, but like, though, so I could do the work, and she didn't like that for some reason, right? And, <laughs> you just yeah. unraveled her. She just yeah. Could, yeah. Also, she could she could break me. She couldn't break the other kids. She couldn't break Barry. She couldn't break the kids that she'd taught the previous year. But she could get to me, wow. and for some reason, didn't like me either. But that's so batshit. I mean, she's a grown up, and you're a child. Yeah, yeah, Abs- absolutely. It was mad. <laughs> Is there any part of when you're doing your whole once a month little internal monologue with yeah. her, where you go, "Thank you," you sort of slightly shaped. <laughs> Me. No. Or these no, no. She in no way shaped me. I would say all I got from her was She must you. have shaped you because you're still talking about it. like it mu- they're all yeah, but these in a bad people. Way. Yeah, but that still shapes you, doesn't it? You get Yeah, but not these... in a a car doesn't go, thanks for kicking the side of me. Okay, yeah, but that's panel. extreme. But you like let's go like you went into comedy, you were in a band, there's a sort of irreverence to your sort of, you know, persona. Like there must be some contribution a teacher like no. that makes. No. <laughs> I was on that path already. So like oh, already you? from going to church as a kid. Right. I was already into playing music and doing performing comedy live uh, and okay. stuff like that. So, so that I, path I already set. I already liked those things. Yeah. And thought they were fun and the main reason I liked them was cuz it made me feel good to watch those things and it made me feel good to make other people feel good watching them. It right. was all about positivity with it. I would say in terms of my stand-up, all of my negative, uh, all of my poorer qualities with stand-up are because of her. Oh, uh, wow. or, 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 or people like her. My that she evokes that sense of, uh, like, un- yeah, yeah unreason- my- being unreasonably judged. Yep, yeah, all, all my defensiveness on stage, all right. of that kind of stuff. Like all, It's funny, my... though. You being defensive on stage is really funny. I go as far as... Sure. I was, I'll still stick with my theory that she shaped you somehow. Because the uh, last gig I saw you do, you went batshit at a woman who went to the toilet and you got yes. about 20 minutes out of it it was all gold i thoroughly yeah. enjoyed myself I, I don't deny that uh in those moments i am so so funny however <laughs> you see you gotta thank that woman however i don't enjoy them so like no. i still so that moment that you saw even though i know it was funny and i'm glad it was funny I, in the moment, don't like it. And afterwards, I don't like that I did it. Yeah, no, I understand. Because you're not in control of it in a way. You're genuinely cross. And it's not what I wanted the show to be. It's like like if someone, you know, if you want to see a band play and they're like a folk band 
and then unplanned, <laughs> unplanned and kind of like forced by an audience, they do a metal number. <laughs> but the audience love the metal number, and then all the audience want is metal for the whole show. And, and they're like, no, we wanted to carry on playing folk music. We had a folk gig planned. We don't want to play metal. And they're like, play more metal. We love the metal music. And they're like, oh, no, no, I've got to play metal for Yeah, the but whole that's show. comedy, no, isn't it? People doing it. things sometimes that are unforeseen or you go against your nature or... You being yeah. cross is really funny. And yes. you know that. You know <laughs> yes. that's part of your brand. Well, I, I, I try... I think the thing is, is that, uh, in all honesty, I know that I'm not funny if I'm not being if it's not coming from a genuine place yeah and I have to then follow whatever genuine emotion I've got in me at the time yeah and so if it is anger or frustration I just have to lead into it in a comedy way so even though it is genuine that I'm feeling like that I have to and sometimes I fuck it up and I and the audience don't like it and then it ends up just feeling like I'm angry at them and that's it and it's like oh fuck I was trying to make it funny and it didn't work but um I think it's just because in that moment it's, it's the fact that people can tell it's genuine people can tell on Taskmaster that I'm genuinely frustrated with God <laughs> yeah and, but it's some of the best and, moments and, and and it's not that and it, even though to the audience it might seem like I'm just frustrated because uh, I didn't, you know, I wanted points in the task, which isn't what I was frustrated by. I was frustrated because he, he was, I felt like he was being funnier than me. So it's even more petulant. <laughs> it's like much more petulant than, uh, than, than, than it needed to be. Uh, it would, I would have been prouder if it was, uh, I, was, I, was, I was angry that he was getting points. But um, but yeah, you have to go, because I think in that moment, like Taskmaster is a very good example. Uh, there was this moment where I was like, I am not going to be funny for the rest of this episode or for the rest of the series, unless I get this out of my system. Wow. Because unless I get this out of my system, I'm going to sit here and sulk for the whole thing. And all that's going to happen is I won't <laughs> make the edit because I won't say anything. Right. And uh, and I'll be sitting here looking sulky. And so even like the wide shots, I'll ruin them because I'll be sitting here in the sulk. <laughs> and if I don't purge myself of this now and go off on a rant and then completely have it out of my system and not, then I, then I can't enjoy myself again. But that's and brilliant to have like... that self, like self-awareness. Self-awareness is kind of, you know, a good thing to have, certainly as a performer, that you can navigate and engineer your moods. Yeah. in a way that services you on a panel show. Because often when people yeah. are on a panel show, they kind of, what is frustrating is that they're out of control. They feel out of control. Do you mm. know what I mean? It can feel like, like it can feel once the, the music starts and you're on, this thing just runs away and you're like running mm. to catch it up. And you go, yes. oh, if I'd done that and done that and done that, and you know, you can do that. Like you said on Taskmaster, you're able to go, right, I know that if I behave like this, it is not yeah. going to go well. Also, at the time, I just thought, on, on that Taskmaster episode, I thought, if I just do this, if it's not funny, they won't put it in. Yeah. And if it, and but I will still get it out of my system. Yeah, so it's win win. Again, it's a painting yeah. and a photo. It's win win. You get a tantrum on a panel show. Yeah, because that was episode nine, I think. And episode 10 was my favourite episode we did in the series. Like, I loved it. And I don't think I would have loved it if I hadn't oh, well, got that go. out of my system. It's all part of the journey of it. Although Rod probably hated episode 10. Like, <laughs> it was got shouted at by that fucking dickhead. <laughs> well, it was very funny. So this picture of you and Nish and some cake. Yes, cake. absolutely. You're, That's my birthday. Uh, oh, really? Are you in America there? No, I'm in Brixton. Oh, uh, cool. Down the like, road. Yeah, 
that's my birthday um 2018 2019 right and uh i've always wanted to when i was discovered all these different places i wanted to have a whole day where i just did a crawl around brixton village and had like one dish in each place and did that all day and i've always really wanted to do that so for my birthday whatever it was last year the year before i was like oh yeah i want to do that and just have as many friends come for it as possible you can come and go but we're just going to eat all day and that was in the morning that was breakfast oh and great cake basically there's a place called burnt toast cafe in brixton uh-huh. where you make your own toast uh but, but everything else you know they make for you but there's toasters around and you can just make your own toast how, how you want it and all this and it's good right. fun. and i went there once and the lady who owns it it's lovely and she's a massive fan of mock the week which obviously i didn't know the first time i went there oh wow but um she she moved to england uh a few years ago and basically learned english by watching mock the week and oh. so it's kind of like really obsessed with it and has a personal connection to it because like she you know <laughs> you know we all taught her to speak english oh that's amazing so i went there she was really nice and uh had a chat with her and stuff the first time I went there. So on my birthday, because it was like loads of my mates, a lot of which had been on Mock the Week. Oh, really? So Nish is there. Who else is there? Ed Gamble was there for that bit. Phil Wang was there. Uh, I think that was all the people who'd been on. Oh, so she must have loved it all the whole Mock the Week. I thought, I thought I won't tell them because if I tell them, I'm going to take you to a place where she loves Mock the Week and she'll freak out if she sees you. I was like, I won't do that because if I tell them they won't go right but it'll, it'll be fun for her and like I, I just really want to see her reaction because she's very animated and it's just it's almost a bit of a laugh for me but like, <laughs> like we'll go and so we're sitting down and she was she's inside and we're sitting down outside and she sees us all and uh and she's like oh my god and she comes out and she says hello to me and then she goes she turns it and she's like Ed Gamble <laughs> like that <laughs> really funny. and then she turns to Phil and she's like <laughs> uh, like and then she turns to Nish and goes, Nick! <laughs> Nick! And, and, and like, we all love that she's called him Nick. Yeah. And Nish doesn't correct her. No. So it just stays as Nick. Yeah, he's Nick today. And then she comes out to take our orders and she's saying to everyone, like, Ed, what would you like? And she goes to Nish and she goes, Big Nick! And, and so, <laughs> when she said Big Nick, I fucking lost it. And... Like, I loved it so much. And it was like, they'll tell you, it's the happiest they've ever seen me. Like, you I was do so look really could, happy with like, that photograph. Just the voice of you, Big Nick. And then she was very nice and bought out a slice of cake because it was my birthday as well. Um, but, like, obviously, all day was just us getting progressively more drunk and saying, oh, Big lovely. Nick. That sounds like going, a great Big birthday. Listen, thank you so much, James. Thank you. You've got some great pictures there. Next time, you know, select five as requested so that ah, we can... Yeah. <laughs> Feels like another life. They're completely alien now. Yeah, weirdly. So I'm hoping yeah. we get some form of it back. I can't live like this forever. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. That's it for this week. The rest of Series 1 is available with all the photos on our Instagram page. And Jen and I will be doing new episodes every week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.